When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's an American Pie marathon on Bravo right now. Two better than one. Disagree. Wow. I, I don't disagree. American Pie, if you said three, I might give you some three. No. Two. What? Greater than one. Why? How? It just is. It just hit different. Nah, one. Oh, man. One is real, man. One is so iconic, but yeah. Uh, I, and I and I have to understand your your take here, Felder. That one is way better. Um, but for me, I like two better. Okay. Uh, although it's, I understand the importance of one is greater than that of two. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Two just felt. I don't know. One just one one hit hard. Two was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll see this three. And I guess three also came out. When did when did three? This is this is all going in the show, and then we'll, we'll then I'll officially start the show. But when did three was several years that like I want to say there three is two thousand three. Okay, yeah. So there was like legit time between American Wedding. Yeah, American and, Wedding's funny too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that one, like that one, especially. I, I here's what I'll say. If I'm gonna watch any of these move any of these movies, I'm gonna probably watch three. Wow, I think one is probably the best, but I'm probably gonna watch three because three also is like I feel it's a little bit more adult. Although I mean, it does have a guy eating shit, but like, <laughs> but it still feels more <sighs> adult. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I just. I guess I just disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
Welcome to Hand of the Dirt, a gardening podcast about football. Uh, really a lifestyle podcast. we got Miller Yoho coming on today. Uh, excited to talk to him. Um, and right now, we're, we, as you've probably already heard, we are talking about the American Pie movies. Um, I do think that American Pie 1 is the best. Yeah, I don't agree. What is it about 2 that you think puts it over the top? 2... It's all about where the characters are in their lives. They're in college. Okay. So it hits different. There's a little bit more of a security. These people kind of know who they are. They're comfortable in their own skin. They're coming back. They're hanging out with their crew. But things have changed. There's a distance. Mm-hmm. Just like in real life, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In I- high school, the first one, these kids are a bunch of punks. They're just a bunch of idiots. They don't know anything about anything. Yeah, I think that's kind of the charm of the film. And Stifler's mom. Yeah, of course. She's fantastic. She's she, a great actress in general. She's a fox. She is very good. I love her in all the Christopher Guest movies. She is she's phenomenal a, she's awesome. in those. She's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, one, Hartzell. This is, oh, by the way, Stephen Hartzell, how are you doing? Great. Good to talk to you all. <laughs> Michael Serber, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, one, step right up. Did you guys get the picture of the coasters? Huh? No. No? Okay. I, I'll send it. My wife's friend made coasters out of the stickers. Oh, that's classy. So I'm going to send one to each of you, and we're also going to send one to our guy, Ryan Mitchell, who did the art. Love she it. Does, she does, like, resin stuff. I don't know. I, don't, I can't explain it, but basically she does wood etching and resin like something with resin that i've seen this yeah you pour like uh you it's like a liquid that then hardens and becomes clear right yes yes i've seen this so she made coasters out of them so those will be in the mail to you guys um cool hartzell can you contextualize this mickelson win for me one i am patting myself on the back for knowing that mickelson won what's his first name phil the 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 lefty come on not don't, the don't lefty his name's lefty not the lefty he's not the lefty it's just lefty okay well still i am impressed that you are able to acknowledge uh who correctly won a major championship of golf last week in golf what was it what was it yeah what championship was it it was the pga i mean it's the weakest of the four but still okay. he won and he's 50 years old and like Tom Brady, he looks better at his advanced age than he did when he first came onto the scene. Phil used to be this pudgy kind of complainer, whiner, always yeah. the bridesmaid, you know, always finishing second, couldn't beat Tiger, couldn't win the big one. Now he's got six major championships, and he's the oldest golfer ever to win a major. And he did it on a golf course that was, you know, body bagging people out on Kiowa. By the way, oh, it, was like, it was in South Carolina. That's how. Okay, now I, now I understand why I had a couple friends that were there from Charlotte. Yeah, you probably had some golf bros that were hanging out there trying to, you know, take out Kepka on eighteen because he was, you know, they were, they crashed the fairway. Golf security, shocking to no one, doesn't hold up against ten thousand people. Oh, you, mean, you, oh, you mean guys just being like, hey, could you step back a little bit? Yeah, just you know, pacifists. Getting overrun by golf bros carrying, you know, those aluminum Michelob Ultra cans. It's just, it's like asking you to do security. Easy. (laughs) You, I didn't say that. You said you're a pacifist. 
Yeah, I am, but I would never I, I would never volunteer to be security. I would volunteer to work at a golf tournament, but not in the security realm. Come on. So it would be like if you had to do security. Like if they if you showed up and they were like, Okay, um, you know what, we're all out of people we don't need any more people to do concessions and um you could be one of our get back guys. Yeah, but fifty six year old me, not thirty seven year old me. <laughs> Server, how do you feel about working security? Uh, like, would I do it? Yeah. No. Have you done it? No. Have you seen me? I'm not imposing <laughs> in the least. I could see you working a door. I mean, if you count tearing tickets and, like, telling you, you know, it's three down on the right at the car mic as security, sure. That's not security. That's the, that's, that's the ticket taker. That's different. You said, that's like working the door. That's as close as I'm getting to working the door. Working in my, the door in is my past. no, no, no. Working the door is. I know it's carting people, yeah. putting X's on hands, shit like that. I, but no. being an imposing figure at the gate—that's no. th- yeah, I could see that. That's not my vibe. I know it's not your vibe, but I could see it. I don't like it. I usually think those guys are. I don't even want to say cause assholes. Listen, might be a doorman. I don't want to say it. I was a door guy. Yeah, were you just like totally unapproachable? And uh, smelled kind of shitty all the time, like cigarettes. <laughs> um, smelled like dip, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were a door guy. I was a door guy. We used to steal food from the kitchen. Like you'd actually physically go back there and like put your hand in the French fry jar. Uh, it was there were bags, and we would absolutely put French fries in the fryer and make fries, and then bring them back and put them underneath the little podium that we had where we checked IDs. Yeah, and that's eat them. That's gross. Like you, you Why? can't. You can't, you can't do that. Why not? They, you can't they, go they, back in the you, kitchen and be dropping stuff into the fryer. You can ask the kitchen to bring you stuff. Kitchen's closed. Why? Kitchen closed at eight. Oh, I see. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You're firing up the fryer after they've cleaned and shit. Or are you telling yeah. me they just didn't clean the fryer at night? The fryer was clean for the day, and then we just... Oh, you're went. a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> that, that dirty oil in the morning. That's a dick move. Not dirty oil, but certainly not clean oil. Yes. It's, it's fries and tenders. It's fries and tenders. It's fine. Oh, you were cooking meat in there? That's even worse. If it was just it's fries, fine. that'd be better. It's fries and tenders. It was fine. It was a work please. Yeah, okay. Work every morning perk. or every afternoon when like the kitchen manager came in, they were like, those fucking assholes. Right. It's a. It was a college bar. Like, what are we talking about here? So they weren't cleaning the oil. Got it. Yeah, they weren't cleaning fine. the fryer. Clearly. Yeah, it's fine. That was the case. <laughs> it's fine. We used to bring. Uh, we used to get pizza from this other spot. I from I love New York Pizza, and we would just heat it up in the broiler. It was great. Everything was good. Making a fucking mess in the kitchen. Oh yeah, we got in, we got in trouble for all of it. We used to eat the bacon. We had to have a work meeting about eating the bacon because they used to make like four or five pounds of bacon because the, really the only thing that Pantana Bob sold was burgers and wings. And most of the burgers had bacon on them, so they would make a bunch of bacon. Oh, excuse me. They'd make a bunch of bacon, and then we would randomly throughout our shift go back there and just eat the bacon. Yeah, God, you suck. <laughs> Food. <laughs> I, I'm now understanding that person, me, who worked in, like, back of the house, hates you. Like, you are, like, we got along with the bartenders. Like, I, I, I now realize, like, it, it was you that was pissing us off the entire time. Stop fucking around in my kitchen. Go to the door. 
I just I hate so much that you weren't supposed to be in the kitchen really, and you were just back there. <laughs> we wouldn't have we would not have meshed if I was the kitchen manager at Pantana Pops. I'd be like, this Felder fuck needs to stay out of my kitchen. I was not the bad one. There were way okay. Andy was way way worse. I would. I'm saying fries. like Andy's got to go. Felder, we need to teach a fucking lesson to. Oh, Andy did not last very long. <laughs> he did not. He the the charm of Andy. Uh, Andy Gale, baseball player. I don't know. I, I haven't seen him in a few years, but he transferred from UNC to Florida. I think he ended up with an injury that didn't let him really play baseball much anymore. But the charm of Andy was how big he was. He could mop the floor in two passes when it took the rest of us four because of his wingspan. And so we would get the chairs all put up on the tables and the whole deal. And then he would do the floors and that got him out of taking out the trash. But yeah, I've done some door guy and dude, like breaking up fights, stopping people from doing Coke in the bathroom. Yeah. That that's my least desirable part about working in that industry security. Um, stopping people from having sex in the kitchen, in the kitchen. Yeah. Not people who we, worked in the kitchen. You're saying people that were just looking for a place to have sex in that restaurant. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally, like, the kitchen just had those, like, um, what are they called? Galley doors? The doors that swing both ways? Yeah, I get it. Yep. I, I'm with it you. just had those. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, in a secret back area. It was open to the, it, like, those doors opened out to literally the, 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 the dining room, which then turned into, like, a dance floor or, like, a sit and drink space to watch games. So people just would like nobody's looking. All right, let's go in here and uh, let's let's get going. Yeah, you had to st- had to break that up. Had to stop people from throwing. I got um. Oh man, one time I escorted, I had to escort JJ Reddick out of the bar. For what? Good. Not no, not for no no. It was bad. People were. Th- he came with some friends. I, I don't know if he was dating a girl that went to Carolina or had some friends at UNC. But it was him, I think one of our like walk-on basketball players or something, a couple other people, and literally someone at the bar, some dumb idiot frat kid started, they threw a beer bottle at him <laughs> and were screaming at him. Fucking assholes. And the whole like, I was like, man, in theory, we have to throw the guy that threw the beer bottle out, which we did, but everyone started booing yeah, you because can't, they can't were, be there anymore. And right. I was like, I was like, we can't have. I guess yeah, we have to listen, man. I'll help you walk you out because other people started throwing stuff, and so it was like one of those like presidential secret service things where I've got like my arm up over him and like somebody else is covering and, and we're walking him out. Man, yeah, there was such a cooler way for them to fuck with him than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Dude, assholes. Absolutely, you kidding me? I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I got security. I- Are you still there, Hartzell? I'm here. Okay, so we just lost Felder. Am I being too hard on him? I just want him. I want him to stay out of the kitchen. No, you're not being too hard on him. He, I mean, I. I was scared out of going into the kitchen when I worked in any restaurant. It was just a, unless I, you had no business being in there. So don't, don't go in there. Be in there. Right. And if I've cleaned it, if I've already cleaned it, which. 
it, it, I mean, it's hard work cleaning a fucking like industrial kitchen. Hey, what it's happened? Not easy. You went away. I don't man. know where you. I don't know where you went. I asked if I was being too hard on you. We agreed I wasn't. I could hear you the whole time. Well, your audio. Oh, we couldn't hear yeah, you. You muted yourself, or your beard got in the way. I don't know. Something happened. Yeah, something happened. All good. It's all good. Time. We're here. I'm here. No, I. I also got kicked out of that same bar and had to be escorted out by security multiple times. Yeah, well, you but, weren't leading the nation in scoring like JJ Reddick was. No, but I was. I was leading the nation in some other stuff. Please. <laughs> you ever drink 30 beers in a day are you joking no no have i ever drunk 30 beers in a weekend no what you haven't 30 yeah 30. friday two, saturday two sunday cases no 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 i don't think I, there's no way I've, I've had 10 beers a day for three straight days no chance oh no no i'm talking about saturday sunday no like, yeah 18 each day <laughs> nope no chance oh i you've have never so you never done a case race? there I used to be the guy throwing up. Yeah, we did north-south case races at JMU, and I was contributing like three beers to that beer, race. Beer makes you throw up. See, I I cannot, like liquor will make me throw up. If I get trashed, I'll definitely puke. But I could drink beer all day long and like not even down. really get that drunk. That's a no for me, dog. Um, Speaking of... That's a no for me. I said I was no, not going to hang out anywhere, but I did have my first... Post-ax, post-vax outing. Good for you, man. Hour back, Rubenstein, both uh, guests on the show, plus uh, Adam Amin. Oh, Chicago's finest. Yeah. Got together. Rubenstein's pizza, delicious, fantastic. It tastes, it's got a very New York slice to it, and I absolutely love that because it reminds me of when I used to go to New York pretty routinely. So that was good stuff, man. Oh, he didn't bake the Detroit style for y'all. He did make a Detroit style. Uh, my wife had some. She really liked it. Everybody seemed to really like it. But Michael Felder, you know what I am. I'm someone who knows what he likes. Mm-hmm. And so I saved, all, I saved all my pizza eating for the pepperoni with the hot honey and basil because that's one of my favorite slices of pie. And so I ate three of those instead of having like one of this, one of this, one of this. So whose is better? I mean, it's, they're different types of pizza. Like That's, it's literally, it's it's like, um, like I said, he makes like a New York slice, and mine, I would say, mine is probably more mellow mushroom or pizza peel. Shout out to mellow mushroom. Like I, Mellow's his are good. yeah, I get down with mellow. His Dan's are like he is hyper focused on the crust and minimalism, and I really am. In- Into the he's toppings. gone again. Oh, this no, is a discussion that we also had on Sunday night. Yeah, you're a toppings boy. What's yeah. ha- what is happening? Your internet's lagging. I'm a toppings guy. It's fine. It's a it's an Xfinity thing, clearly. Oh, I got a whole issue with that. Or Verizon, yeah, whoever I, you have. Yeah, I, you're, the issue is is wreaking havoc on our on our podcast taping. You got lag. He's gone bro. again. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Got, yeah, yeah. Look, this is great. This is a customer service call coming. From the Felder oh, yes. household to Comcast Xfinity. I'm I can't on, do my fucking job. I I'm can't on, do my job because of you. Look, I feel confident because I am actually in the office. I'm on business Wi-Fi. This bad boy oh, yeah. is humming. Yeah, and your money. I'm running point on this here. I'm like Trey Young leading the fucking the baby Hawks in the playoffs. 
Well, how's that going, by the way? I know they won game one, and he totally embarrassed the crowd at in at Madison Square Garden. Is he, is he still doing that? So this is going to date when we're taping the show. It's it's 1-1 going into game three tonight as we tape. Really? Yes. They won the second game, huh? The Knicks did. Yeah, the Hawks shit the bed in the third quarter, and basically New York went on like a 20-2 to two run. Uh, things are pretty spicy, though. Like, Trey Young is getting, uh, like, the business Good. From, from New York, uh, from New he'll York be fans. He'll be better for it in the long run. Hawks in five. I mean, I, I, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see how that ages by the time this podcast drops. But oh boy, just like your Shaq impression from last week, Hawks in five. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks are going to win in five. That hasn't gotten better. <laughs> it hasn't. I haven't practiced at all. <laughs> Can you tell? Hey, speaking of post-vaccine outings, like you and I are dosed. Felder's dosed. Uh-huh. Have you found that now that you're back out in public, things that you used to get upset about that you haven't been upset about in so long because you haven't been going out in public are starting to upset you again? Yeah, I'm still not going out in public very much. Okay. <laughs> but I imagine they would be because that's part of my reason for not really going out in public very much is that I didn't like it before. <laughs> it's to say I'm going to like it very much now. Like you guys haven't done a restaurant or a bar we're actually going we've done a couple restaurants and i gotta say it's so much better now because they've got everyone spaced out i don't have to hear people that part's nice at the restaurant uh we're gonna go out again tonight at a different spot but uh but yeah we haven't i haven't really gone to like walmart um but i imagine as soon as i have to do that or like sam's or like as soon as i have to do that again the next time i'll be pissed off at everyone I mean, airports are terrible. They they were terrible before the pandemic because people are just disgusting creatures. Yeah, uh, Costco's Costco's not bad. I mean, just you know, don't be, don't be the guy who shows up on like a a Sunday Hello. afternoon going to Costco. Like you're gonna get what you pay for. Hey, buddy, what happened? What's go- what are we talking about now? Well, I was asking Cerber, and I'm glad you're back because uh, our guest Miller Yoho is gonna join us here in like five minutes. So I'm glad you're back for that. Um, Wi-Fi hotspot, Wi-Fi hotspot. I mean, cell phone hotspot. I was gonna. I was asking Cerber if now that we're all vaxxed and we're going back out in public, the things that used to upset us and frustrate us about people that we haven't experienced in so long because we haven't been going out in public, if those are starting to come back. Like I had oh, an example happen. I had one happen to me today at the coffee shop. I'm trying to support my local coffee shop. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, can I get a large cup of coffee? Sure, that'll be, you know, $3. Great, here's my money. Turn around, pour the coffee. Oh, I'm sorry. I, so, sir, we're actually out of coffee. Do you mind waiting like five or six minutes while I brew some more? Well, what are my options here? You've already taken my money. <laughs> so, yes, I mind. Am I going anywhere? No. But look, I, I mean, you run a, you run a coffee shop. You should never run out of hot coffee. Ever. Ever. Just regular coffee. Just a drip coffee. Yeah, you should have that, like, for forever. When I used to work at the Evil Empire, if we ever ran out of coffee, we would not charge a customer, and we'd say, hey, man, I'm brewing a pot. It'll be ready in three minutes. It's on us. Don't worry about it. Now, I realize that's because we had... You know, I mean, we're, just, we're just printing money over there. Yeah. But just, there's no reason. Like, you've already taken my money. 
And yes, I don't want to wait six or seven minutes for coffee. That's why I ordered coffee, because I don't want to wait in line behind your espresso art guy for 12 minutes. Right. No, I, um, the, my disdain for people has steadily increased, not just during pandemic, but also as things are loosening up. My grocery store has made masks um, optional for vaccinated, fully vaccinated people. And so that's a thing. So people are just, everyone's like, yes, I get to take my mask off. But that's fine. But I, I would have thought, like in theory, that the idea of social distancing and being away from people would persist just as a respect for personal space. Right. And instead it's like, oh man, let me breathe on your neck yeah. while, I'm, while, while you look at the cantaloupes and I'm waiting. Yeah. Like, Get the fuck away from me, dude. Bro, bro, we still have the taped X's on the floor to denote six feet worth of distancing. Nobody You're cares. You're way too close to me. Waiting Nobody in line, cares. standing, just... Just yeah, just, yeah. just, I, be I, away. Like, what is... I, I don't understand what this, this enthusiasm for being on top of someone is. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, also, I know we mentioned it on Twitter. I did get my worms. Yeah. They came in a cool little tote bag that I'm going to wash and use for something else. Is it the one that says live worms? Live worms. That's amazing. And I I, I have to correct myself. I did only order 100. Oh, that changes everything. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And they are so awesome. They're in my refrigerator right now. Hopefully the weather's going to break. I think what happened with my Xfinity is we had a really pretty bad storm last night. And so something got jangled around. Um, but quick, quick question. Yes. About, about worms in the fridge. Cause I know like when we would get, um, bait Go fishing like night crawlers at the store. Yeah. You always pick it out of the cooler, you know, at the, at the bait shop. Yeah. Um, do they, are they like reptiles? Do they like go dormant in the cold or yeah. do they just go into like a, or is it like a different type of hibernation mode or are they just fine? Cause they're in the ground. And it, or they're in that dirt and it doesn't bother them. So they're packed in peat moss and basically, actually, oh, I have it right here. My worm advisory. Um, here we go. Let me see. Just got my worms. Worms can be introduced to their new environment as soon as possible. It was pouring rain yesterday, so I didn't put the worms in. Um, my worms seemed really small and half dead. Should I be concerned? Worms are shipped in bone dry peat moss to absorb moisture before shipment. This helps the worms, keeps the worms from freezing in the winter, and interestingly enough, keeps them from overheating in the summer. The worms can lose up to 70% of their body mass and weight during the three to five day trip. Don't be alarmed, that is normal, and the worms bounce back within a couple of days once settled in their new home. So basically, it's like they, like, the worms conserve all their energy, and yes, they do uh-huh. need, like, warmth to, they can't overheat, but they need the warmth to survive, and... So they basically conserve energy. They lose, like you said, 70% of their body weight. Yeah. And then once I get them in the dirt, they get eaten. It, we're, it's going down. My, my, yeah, my, my takeaway from this is because I also know that worms can, like, if they get cut in half, they can regrow and stuff like yeah. that. The, uh, the, are they the most resilient? <laughs> I think worms are really are resilient. Worms are resilient, although water and heat will 100 like those 
I feel bad for the worms that live in the southeast where you get a rainstorm every day yeah. and they have to come out and then some of them come out and get onto the pavement and then it gets 95 degrees and then See they ya. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they fry. Yeah, yeah, server, just because they're asexual doesn't mean they're resilient. It just means that they can have sex with themselves. That's all. I do, no, I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of like these things are drying out, like getting, you know, shipping most of their body weight and then bouncing right back. That's more what I'm getting into with the resiliency thing here. Whereas, mo- you know, I feel like most bugs, you put them in a refrigeration situation and they're toast, right? No, they most bugs, when you put them in a refrigeration situation, they kind of go, they do the same thing. They go kind of dormant and then they come back. Okay. Like there's like flies that have been like frozen in ice and then once it thaws out and they dry out, they can, they fly away. Yeah, no, we de- we definitely, we, we froze something in a, in a class I had like when it was called alert or whatever when I was in elementary school uh, I think it was AIG in North Carolina and they we like froze some sort of bug in, in like dry ice and then brought the shit back it was cool all right well we're not gonna bring him back we're bringing him on for the first time Miller Yoho <laughs> Great <laughs> runs, transition. The, runs the Duke's Mayo Bowl social media account since 2014 uh, worked in video production public relations and marketing got a 20 month old son you're you're getting close miller to um getting out of the months and into the years uh old dog wife who hates when they talk we talk about her on the podcast so we definitely will do that new house in the suburbs which we're going to talk about because we are kicking off the new house series here uh dabbles in podcast hosting the charlotte podcast and going to talk new home ownership um miller how are you doing I'm pretty good. Uh, excited to be here. I had to mention the old dog just because I wanted to start off on a high note of hearing how much Felder hates dogs. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> this is a contentious. Thank you, point. Miller. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yes. Fit right in. Welcome. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a longtime listener. Um, no, I'm super excited, guys. This is. Uh, I have a lot of questions. I've organized my own doc of questions I need to work through with you guys. Um, of what the what the hell am I doing with this house? Okay, well, first of all, Hartzell, you do need to explain to me what just happened with who opened the dock. We'll save that for something else. Let's let's talk to our man Miller because he's got questions. He's got questions, and we've got answers. Okay, all right. All right. So let's 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 kick it off with what folks what what, what the bulk of the college football world at least knows you for the Duke's Mayo Bowl and working that social media account is one of the fan favorites. Yeah, I uh, I came to it back when it was the Belk Bowl in 2014, and I was full time for two years, and then was a contractor. And actually, starting Monday when this is out, I'll be back full time with the organization, which means it will be even weirder than ever. Uh, it gives me a lot more <laughs> free time just to make dumb tweets. But uh, I I think people expect me to be as funny as the account, and that takes all of my energy. So there's no way I can meet those expectations. I'll go ahead and start with that warning. But uh, I, I think people like the account just because we've realized that college football is a, is not an inherently serious thing. And especially being a mayonnaise-named bowl, we can have a laugh at it. Oh, I, we absolutely love it here. Obviously, thank you for the uh, the, the welcome kit uh, that you, you got sent out to me. And I definitely want to... Um... Want to say wanted to say thanks, but also when you when, how did you get into like is is this a college football based thing or just because from the video production public relations standpoint? Yeah, so I I was at Queen, so I I was supposed to be uh, a high school history teacher. Didn't like high school students. Then I went and worked at 
I went to Clemson for two years. Uh, it, and I was like, I'll go work at colleges and uh, got a master's in student affairs and like higher ed administration. Um, realized that uh, it was tough to get a job and ended up working at Queens in their athletic department, and, uh, which is a small D2 school here in Charlotte um, that's pretty dominant at men's basketball and swimming. So it was a lot of fun to be able to go on the road with them and, and travel. But began to realize that marketing can be fun, uh, especially sports, and uh, started working with this foundation. I was there. I kind of looked at what then the Russell Athletic Bowl was doing and and, and try to take it to the next level with, with Matt, who, who runs those accounts or used to run those accounts at Vice. And it's just been kind of, college football has been a part of my life. It's funny, my, I grew up eating Duke's Mayo from my grandmother, who actually she was an employee of Belk for like 20 years. So like no matter what the bowl has been named, it's been personal to me. And I grew up going to these games. So it's like, this is almost like a, a perfect fit and it allows me to be my weird self online and uh, kind of recognize where we land in the college football landscape. So, so Miller, like last year was the inaugural Duke's Mayo Bowl, right? And you're on social media, yeah. so you're plugged in. You know what people are talking about on Twitter. How much of a reality or was this never even an option for the Gatorade bath to be a Mayo bath? Like, was that ever in discussion? Did that Was that run past coaches to be I, like, hey, are you good with this or what? I'm willing to go because I'm in a gray space where I'm not full-time employee. I'm willing to give you guys the truth right now. It was completely discussed. Um, the thing is, as you guys mentioned a few episodes ago, the Panthers stadium used to be uh, natural grass that it was essentially a no go from the Panthers staff um, just because they had games after that and wanted to protect the grass, which completely understandable. We even talked about what if we did mayonnaise packets um, that uh, <laughs> players would step on them and mayonnaise would get everywhere. With that said, um, we had fun with it. I never said mayonnaise was in the jar. Everyone assumed mayonnaise was in, in it and uh, a lot of backlash, but I, I've never lied from that account. And uh, I promise I did not lead anyone or anything. I just send out a picture and people assume things. But we've got a field turf stadium now at, at B of A, right? We've, we've made uh, the see, transition. You, you, there, I have an idea that I think we could turn it into a charitable component and get coaches involved, but it would be for the bowl, not the classics, because I'm not sure Kirby or Dabo or, or ECU or, or App State's coach are going to be too into being dumped in Mayo in the middle of summer in Charlotte. Oh, God, that sounds like a <laughs> We love it. We love it. Yeah. All right, Miller, let's um, also, I, I, was, I was a guest once on the Charlotte podcast. Twice, yes, two-timer. Two-time two guest. You came and did a dramatic reading of there's a, a thing called the mech deck, which is, uh, I believe it's real. If you look at the flag of North Carolina, it says uh, May 20th, I think it's like 1775 or 1776, which is the date that this supposed, I say real document, was sent to Continental Congress. It was like the first articles of um, leaving the British colonies. It was from the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence. But there's no proof of it except what's in our hearts. So you did a dramatic reading, I believe, and you were yes. a character on a live show with us. And that was when I learned of your first learned of your love of Bud Lights. <laughs> yes. I, listen, I'm a BL boy. I, lo I love a Bud Light. That's what I do. <laughs> There's nothing. No, there's no doubt about it. It was impressive. That was not a knock. That, I was just saying. Like I, I learned of it and was impressed. All right. So let's get into. Let's get it. Let's get into. Let's let's 
I, what do you want to start with, Miller? Do you want to start with some rad dad stuff? Like, yeah, you know what? You got a 20-month-old son. Yeah. You're, and you're, you mentioned the, the summer... month thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, he's a – so I, I would say, like, I'd never been around kids before, so this is, like, first kid I ever held was really my son. Um, and <laughs> he, so that was throwing me in the fire. I had a good friend who told me, like, hey – Think about this. Billions of dads have existed uh, and not screwed up too bad. You'll be fine. So I think that was the yep. best piece of advice I got. Um, he No broken bones, no anything so far. But we're having a lot of fun with him. Um, I think because of the pandemic and having spent a lot more time with, you know, daycare closing, stuff like that, me being home, um, I've had a lot of fun where my wife, Brittany, refers to him as a toy sometimes for me. So I've taught him a lot of different things that have been I would say I think they're rad daddish, whereas I would say wives and moms probably don't think. Like we started with spin moves, so whenever I say spin move, he does like a quick 360. Awesome, um, love it. If I say defense, he gets down like a Duke basketball player and starts smacking the floor. Uh, we pay respect in our household to our elders, so if I ask him to give me three for Dale, he'll throw it up. He tries to throw three fingers up. Um, in the new one we've been doing is my my, my wife is from Ohio. And, my, my uh, father-in-law is a Ohio State fan, and, and she couldn't really understand why I didn't want any Ohio State gear in the house. Like, I'm a Clemson, closet Clemson fan. Uh, we have pit stuff because that's where she went, and, and that's pretty harmless. But I was like, can we just not have any <laughs> Ohio State stuff? Um, and she, we ended up getting a sweatshirt from, from Ohio State. We've put it on, and we've taken the pictures, and, like, I'm fine with it. But I was like, I got I to gotta have at least a little bit of rebuttal. So I've taught Asher, my son, that anytime someone says Ohio State, he just immediately boos, um, which has been a lot of fun for me. Just like he'll be FaceTiming with his grandfather and I just walk by and be like, hey, Ohio State. And like he just boos his grandfather to the extent that I've now been warned that I need to stop doing that when he FaceTimes with his grandfather. So I want to ask so that, this. That yeah, I want to ask this because this is a thing where Hartzell and I both obviously we know that Hartzell's kid uh, is always walking in the club looking for a hottie to bone, and my daughter uh, does like to say shit and fuck. Uh, where do you fall on the profanity and appropriate language scale? We we're in the area where he's beginning to repeat, like he could potentially repeat after us. So we're starting to try to monitor our language, um, but. I don't think – we haven't picked up any dirty words yet. Um, he mainly just yells da-da as loud as possible whenever he's around my wife, which is super annoying for her, I imagine. Um, but, yeah, he's picking up words now, but nothing naughty. Uh, but it is bound to happen in our household. It's, it's coming. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, coming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, are you sitting him down to watch Jurassic Park on a loop on the weekends like Felder does? <laughs> No, what we've done is, so I got bored and watched all the Netflix of like the Drive to Survive about F1 and somehow got into that. So now like to my wife's annoyance, we watch two hours of F1 on Saturdays where he just screams car every time he sees a car. And it's like the the whole time, the whole thing is cars. Yeah, exactly. So just imagine a kid yelling car every five seconds. Perfectly fine by me if they get to spend time with him and watch sports. And really, this is just me getting him trained for like football season. So I'm like, oh, he's watching something. We're engaging together, but it's actually just watching football. Oh, I, I get it, man. That we listen. Yes, yes, we do watch Jurassic Park on loop. Um, that's that for sure happens. And we we're at the stage where we could pick it up at any point in the movie and keep going. So 
That's impressive. She she knows the plot points. She gets it. It's fantastic. Um, what age did you start that? Like, what age? And was that like a? I know you love Jurassic Park. Was that that the movie you introduced her to, or are there other movies you started with? I I don't. I mean, we've been doing the show for what over a year, Hartzell? Yeah. And it was a thing when we started doing the show already, right? I think I think it was already baked in, man. Like, so we're talking what year and a half? Sub two, right? Yeah, sub two, sub two, yeah, sub two, yeah. And she liked. She just had a fascination. Had a fascination yeah. with dinosaurs, and here's a dinosaur movie, and she doesn't seem to be bothered at all by the violence. So we're good to go. Um, all right, Miller. Let's get let's get into let's let's do this, man. You're working with a landscape architect okay. first. Let's talk about what that process is like. Yeah. So. Our yard, we're in a subdivision in Charlotte. It's down Providence Felder near the Arbor. Mm-hmm. We were like full like suburban yeah. life. We used to be in Plaza Midwood with white picket fence, HOA, all that stuff. So all new to that. Um, so our lot, all the houses were built in the early 90s, but our house was built in 2016 because our lot's at a pretty like steep angle. Um, so that like the kid can't walk in the backyard without falling over, which is kind of funny. Um, so we obviously we want to do some stuff. Um, the front yard, we want to change some things around, but the backyard is we go into like almost like a little ravine where there's like a lot of woods and stuff. So could have a really cool setup. Um, have a friend who a company um, waiting for a bid back, but essentially the idea is to put about a, build like a four to five foot retaining wall um, to level it out. So we then put like a fire pit, it's like a swing set in the back um, and then like a fence um, because we also have a good amount of deer, which I'm dealing with. We have like 10, 12 deer that come through the backyard um, in, in those woods. Yeah. So like there's deer, if it rains, they come out of nowhere and they're all over the place. So okay. we, I have to figure that out, especially if I want to start gardening more. It's another thing. So where do you rank deer? Like, do you view these deer as a cool thing to look at or do you view them as pests? Uh, cool thing to look at the kid and the dog like it a lot and for different reasons the dog wants to like hunt them the kid just likes to stare at them but no they, they're not too big a pest um i if i if that's my one concern is like next year we definitely want to like right now we just have like basil rosemary because we moved in late but we want to get like a bigger garden next year and i know it'll become more of a pest thing okay because i am again and we 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 we, we did fail when we were talking about animal athletes with Roddy. We didn't talk about deer Hartzell. Yeah, because, yeah, well, I, here's the thing. You want to go deer versus squirrel? I'm still think, going squirrel. I'm still going squirrel too, but I will take a deer. I'll take deer over rabbit. Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. Miller? Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Of, I'd go squirrel. We also have this bird issue where... Uh-oh. Uh, we have, Uh-oh. we have, a, so we have a, sorry, Felder, you would not like this. Uh, so we just, we have a back deck that goes down to the yard and that's where we just put a grill in and stuff like this. Nice deck. Like, uh, Brittany was like, Hey, I hear something out there. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? So I like went and like, it's a glass door and just like, it just came and hit the door and like flew off. But it was like a huge, like redheaded woodpecker. But like she screamed, dog ran into another room. Like it was like this whole chaotic thing where she wouldn't go outside for days. Uh, very Felder-esque. But it was like this massive woodpecker just like came out of nowhere, like an attack 
the door that we are standing at. So that's yeah, another yeah. thing going on in the backyard. It, I mean, the woods are pretty significant back there. Those things, those things are way bigger than people realize. Those red-headed woodpeckers. You, there's nothing you can do about them. They're, I believe, a protected species. And yeah, um, I have a similar problem here in Chicago where not woodpeckers, but just like these little chickadees or whatever they are, they fly into our sliding glass door. And one thing that we've done is we've put some kid art on the win- on the that sliding glass window to stop them because not because I want to save these birds. I'd love if they just kept flying in and maybe dying. But no. The problem is we we had one that flew into the window, was hurt, and then it fell into the gutter. And our gutter kind of slides underneath the deck and I couldn't get to it. And that's not a situation that you want to have. So, let's get to but oh, the grill. We have to you mentioned the grill. Saw the grill. Yeah. Dude, what you I got to know about this. So uh, I'll first off say uh, it is a hardline like uh, natural gas grill. Um, yes. I know there's other things that people care about, things like that. I am contractually obligated to get natural gas. My dad worked in that industry for 30 years. So I don't want to <laughs> deal with that grief of getting something else. Uh, but we had one at the old house. We loved it. We went upgraded, did a broil master. It's kind of like their, like their, I think three or four tiers is like the third tier. Um, we have not cooked anything on it. So it got installed yesterday. Um, but super pumped. It's like, yeah. And it, from that place, you just like walk into the, the living room kitchen area. So it's like perfect access for everything. So we're really excited about it. starting to grill. I've been, I cook a decent amount of pizza. I don't think I'm at your level, but like big fan of grilling pizza as well. So we're going to, I think that may be like the trial run for that. You use a stone or a steel on the grill? So I started with steel, then I started using the stone more just because I like the level of crispness across mm-hmm. the, the whole bottom. I think the stone is just a, a difference maker once you start using it. But the, a, I do I'm like using – what's that? Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm with the you. Grill, on, the grill, on the grill, I'm stone. In the oven, I'm steel. Yeah. And also the grill, like those natural gas ones, especially this, they get super hot. I can get it yep. much hotter than I can an oven quicker. So – that makes it kind of ideal for the pizza cooking. I love that. That's what. I, go ahead, Tarsal. What you got? Well, I, I mean, Miller, you said you moved into like a, a very suburban neighborhood, right? So, are you? Yes. Are you, are, are you guys are first time homeowners. We owned. A, we had a house for like three, four years in a, a different part of Charlotte. But it was like an. It was a house built in like 1949. They've been extended in 2008. So it was like this was a much we doubled in size and have a much newer house so okay well and my, also like we're surrounded by people what's that no my my question was like how seriously are your new neighbors in the neighborhood like how, how serious is every, everybody about their lawn care i mean have you been dropped That's into a situation are you guys in over your heads yes absolutely <laughs> uh oh, we are surrounded God. by retirees uh so we have the ones to our right are like plant people. Like they keep giving us plants and I'm terrified to die. So I keep putting them on the other side of the house so they can't see them die. <laughs> um, and on the other side, we have a lady who is definitely, so she's the stereotypical retiree. Literally her license plate says like golf or tennis. Um, yes. But like these people, like they are investing in their yard. Like I was looking at ours yet today and like I've been watering it. I'm used to like, I grew up with the Bermuda grass, like just used to like dealing with it in the summer. It's fine. 
but this is not that. And everyone's like really spending a lot of time. And now I know why the HOA covers all the water bills because people are just out here watering like crazy to keep their like lawns going. Do you have a sprinkler system or are you just setting up? So that's you know, a question. Actually, first question for you guys. This is a great segue. So I'm dealing with an, I have an old, I'm not a sprinkler system. I have like an old, like just back and forth sprinkler. I don't think I'm at a place where I'm ready to put in a sprinkler system, especially until we figure out what we're doing in the back. But is there a better way than just the back and forth sprinkler? Is there something you recommend that the front lawn's not big, but I just need to get more water to it in a more efficient way? Hartzell? I mean, you got you got to go with that tripod. You, you go the with tripod. the tripod. Yeah, the tripod. I guess is it a rotary sprinkler? Is that the technical term for this? It's three sixty, man. I mean, it's it's is like it the in mis- the dock. I checked the dock. I, it's I didn't not. See anything. No, you? it's not. But it's one of the first things that pulls up on Amazon. I mean, this is the machine gun sprinkler. I mean, it's it's you know, and then you just it just keeps going. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably give you like a probably like a forty foot radius. It all depends on the amount of pressure you can get from your hose, and I don't know how to jack that up. Like some people have. I don't need that. It's is a small front lawn, so I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah, dude, tripod, tripod sprinkler. I mean, it's literally like sixteen bucks on Amazon. I mean, I I think that's the play, Felder. You tell me if I'm wrong, but no, I I think that I I like the back and forth. They have some um, higher quality ones that allow you to change your settings more. I also am a big fan of setting if your yard's not big, setting it on the edge. And then just letting it go up and down, straight to vertical, down to that, so you can get a good soak instead of trying to do twice as much in in one go. Uh, but Harsel, did you ever end up getting this tripod sprinkler? Yeah, I've got it. I've, I'll put it in the dock. I mean, it, it's it's look, it's not a professional grade sprinkler, but I mean, it it definitely gets the job done. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I put it in the dock. On it. There we go. What else you got, Miller? Um, so dealing with that, um, obviously the backyard's getting worked on. Like, I think, Felder, we had DM'd about the amount of water, but I think I just... So I have this guy named Ken. He's in my phone, Ken Landscaper. He's been mowing my lawn because i got to get a new lawnmower because mine cuts way too tight. Um, and I eventually want to get a place where I just manage everything, but I'm just... I'm willing to pay right now uh, just uh, to get everything the way I want. But I just got the message from Ken the other day that my lawn's like drying out. So that's kind of the, the thing that's urgent is just putting more water in it. But Ken has like the best job, I think, in America. He just texts you and says, hey, it's been two weeks. You ready? I say yes. He shows up in a – like he has like a Suburban. And then another car follows him. His two workers get out, mow your lawn, and he never leaves his car. He like sits and plays on his phone, and then he just invoices you. I, I swear he must have like that's an incredible job that I'm so jealous of like the amount of time he just spends not doing anything and just sending out invoices. Yeah, no, I listen. I I don't think we've talked about this on the show before, but one of my dream jobs is post office, uh, is mail deliverer, not mail carrier. I don't want to be the walk around guy. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to deliver mail in like uh, Myers Park where you have to walk up to people's front doors. I'm trying to deliver mail to like, like your neighborhood, my neighborhood, where I'm in the car, I'm listening to podcasts, and I'm just putting mail in mailboxes all day. Maybe every now and then I get out and walk and drop off a package. So any any job where you're alone in a car, where you get to listen, you get to pick your audio all day, and then get paid for it. I'm all for that. 
I love that. Um, if you're looking at lawnmowers, are you you're not big enough for a rider? You're going to get a push. It's going to be push. Uh, yeah, for sure. Self-propelled though, got to go self-propelled. Yeah, I'm, I, I've reached that point in life where I'm not. I, I spent my. I grew up on a lawn that was about an acre, and there was a lot of mowing. And I've I've paid my dues of now. I deserve a self-propelled mower. I am right. I'm. We're on the same page, dude. I. The way that I viewed it is I mowed lawns for 20 years, essentially, from 8 to 28. And once I could afford to have someone else cut my lawn, that was, I'm, I'm not going back. I'll do anything yeah, twice. And the, the deal I'm getting is pretty good. It's, it's, I mean, people can tell me if I'm wrong, but it's 40 bucks a pop and he's coming every two, three weeks. Most people are paying right. around us 120 for a month. I'm paying 80. I'm not going to complain. Oh, that's a good price. That's a good price. That's what I was paying my guy to. Um, Hartzell, what else you got? I, I just want to, I mean, I want to know where my man's going to be for Georgia Clemson. I mean, we're inside of 100 days. Let's go. I mean, you get to be on the field for that? Yeah, uh, I will be on, well, that whole weekend is going to be nuts, but it's Thursday night's ECU app. Mm. Um, that's a, which that's is also a, that's, a that's not gonna classic. Be, not going to be a competitive game, Miller. App by 30. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to, uh, once again, not fully on the job yet. So I'd say this. Yeah, someone was complaining online, like, why isn't this an ESPN game? Why this is on ESPNU? And I'm like, well, because uh, I can go ahead and tell you, competition level. Um, but yeah, that's going to be, like, that game's at 7.30, and then Georgia Clemson's going to be at 7.30 on Saturday. And I'm like, those are two late nights for me. So I'm already starting to figure out how, like, what's the proper caffeine level? Like, how do I balance that out? Like, what time do I cut off the coffee? And, like, switch to, like, soda and all that jazz. But, yeah, I'll be in the press box tweeting, doing dumb stuff. I'll probably head down to the field beginning, ending of the game. But most of the time, people don't realize Bank of America Stadium is a pain to get around. Um, it used to be the press box was uh, – press box had an elevator straight to the field. But they shut it down, five, as they do, five minutes before and five minutes after each the start of the halves. Um, so coaches can get up and down. But they've now – no media can even get in that or no staff members. It's just for coaches. So you literally have to leave the press box area and, like, find another elevator out in the concourse to go all the way down just to get to field level. So it's not – people are like, this job, it's exciting. You get to go hang on the field. It's a pain to get down there. And there's, like, not great cell service. So I will be in the press box, which uh, – where is air conditioned as well. They still got a Krispy Kreme inside B of A? Yeah. And they do, like, all the craft beers and stuff. So that's, like, my favorite tweet of the year every year for the Bull is, like, where I say, you know, we sell alcohol. And Wisconsin fans got very excited until they realized that we weren't having fans last year. Which was a weird experience, an empty NFL stadium, which I'm sure most people or some people listen to this, like, experienced it or or, or saw it on TV. But, like, in the press box, like, we were all divided by plexiglass. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, silent. So it's just like you're in a, your own little bubble, like watching a football game that's like completely detached from you. So I'm excited to have fans back, and hopefully it's safe. Yeah, I am. Um, let's, you say that. You, you say that now. Sorry, Felder. You say that now. Just wait till you're getting barked at by a 45 year old man. That just just be uh, ready for that. <laughs> uh, I I, I uh, so I, I'm a Clemson fan. Like my mother went there. Grandfather's a huge fan. Um, I went to grad school there, like have grown up. I put the Clemson flag out front, like out in front of my house. But there is my second most favorite fan base to troll is Clemson. I absolutely love messing with their fans because they get so defensive about stuff. 
Um, and as part of as as a fan, it is so frustrating how defensive they are. Um, Server, so I look forward to it. Yeah, he's he's spot on. I don't care. Can you guys guess what number one super is? Super defensive, but South Carolina. The, no, they're well, they're Bless their Tennessee hearts. fans. Tennessee. Oh. They, yeah. the, they they are still mad at me about end zones because I made jokes about how we couldn't have the checkerboard end zones because it was in the contract with the schools that they signed. Like, But they're mad at the bowl for it or the kickoff game. Good grief. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, Tennessee, Florida State, Clemson. Yeah, I see it. I see it yeah. all. I uh, There's also a, a very oddly and unique sensitivity to being discussed that comes with Alabama and Ohio State where if you don't talk about them and you just talk about somebody else, they, they will be mad at you. Yeah. I haven't had to deal with that. So they get more so mad. Like Alabama fans get more so mad when I mentioned that there's still a possibility that like, I think there was a tweet four or five years ago, not that anyone cares about old social media posts, but like where I joked that Alabama had been eliminated from the dog bowl at that time. And this was <laughs> after they took a 28 point lead in the SEC championship game. Like, of course, like, they got like, so like, we were playing in your bowl anyway, bro. I'm like, yeah, I know you're undefeated. Like, of course not. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. I haven't dealt with a high estate fan other than my father-in-law that I, maybe I'll just record my sons and like bleep out his face and just have him booing and use that as a, see what they do. Yeah. Dude, I I want to ask. Go ahead, ahead, Hartzell. No, 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 you you go ahead. When when Miller says Belk Bowl, I still have flashbacks to the Cincinnati Duke game. One of the worst beats of my gambling life. Like just, I was in the upper decks. That was one of the coldest I've ever been too. That game was, it was fun at the end, but it was so cold. It was not fun at the end. It was not fun at the end. (laughs) Duke was winning the entire game, and then in the last twelve seconds, Cincinnati scores fourteen points. I mean, it was. I mean, it was one of the worst beats, not just of my life, like, but of, of like college football gambling history. Go look at the box score. People in that still game. bring it up. Yeah, because it was horrifying. I, I still <laughs> have flashbacks. You said, you said Kelsey. You said Belk Bowl, and I just I, I immediately got nauseous. I just started thinking about that. You should again. probably be mad at Travis Kelsey for that. That was. Yeah, that's the one they always like. Scott Van Pelt always brings up on ESPN. Like that's his like number one bad beat or or top five or something like that. Yeah, people still bring that up, and it's like, beat it, Hartzell. I didn't tell you to bet money on that. That's not my fault. No, I know. I was I, I was just I was riding Duke that year. I mean, that was a fun Duke team. That was a really good Duke football team. They won like eleven games that year, ten games. Yeah, they won ten games that year. Anyway, sorry, Felder. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask kind of the last the, the, to get to the wrap up. I was gonna ask uh, Miller, what's your tool game looking like? Okay, so this is my first time having a garage, so I've spent a lot of time on it. Like I've hung the bikes. First thing I did was buy a bunch of shelving, like heavy duty shelving, just get everything organized. I bought a like a workbench. I'm pretty excited about. So that's just been like, I didn't think that'd be a key thing, but adding the workbench to the garage has been a game changer for me. Um, so we tool wise father-in-law actually to his credit looked at my toolkit when i married his wife and was like i think essentially disgrace entered his head was the word so he has loaded like a ton of stuff on me which has been great um and has been like also moving and having to build furniture having to build stuff 
like that has got my tool game really or my skill my skill is a lot better i'm probably mediocre now but working with a uh just your standard stuff um really probably the next investment is um probably some stuff like prune some higher to, to chop down some higher trees once we get those in is they're right against the house i gotta get those off the house um but been taking a lot of trips to lowe's and that's like i think that's potentially a rad dad thing is like you like because the kid has been you know, he was essentially raised during a pandemic he's now like infatuated by like bright lights and people and yes. Lowe's is a place where I can keep a big enough space from other people because they have wide aisles and I can go earlier. There's not enough people taking him there and just sticking him in the cart and going for stuff and picking up tools, mallet. I did the stud finder joke. He found it funny. Um, all that stuff. Like he really like that's been a really fun thing. Um, going to Lowe's with him. Which Lowe's? Which Lowe's are but, you going? Yeah, I'd say if, if you, uh, the one in Matthews is like a 10, 15 minute ride. That's so go in there. There's a Costco there we can go to as well. Mm. Like it's, I mean, it's it's the Costco, Home Depot, Lowe's, all that stuff's right there. That's bougie, oh, man. man. Matthews is bougie, right, Felder? It, like that. That's that's a I, nice part of town. It is. Yeah. It's no, it's Felder. Fine. It's bougie now. Is it? It's bougie you, now. Yeah. My dad to, lives in Matthews. They're trying to start their own school system. They're bougie. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You're not going to the Lowe's down there. Uh, down there off Johnston? Uh, could be. Like, seriously, like, I'm closer to that way, the Matthews yeah. than on that side. He's not slumming in at that Lowe's. He's got he's got Matthews For, Lowe's. Come on. First of hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I live off Carmel, my man, and I go to the one the Lowe's off Johnston, and it's not that is not slumming it, okay? Just because there's a <laughs> Let me food look at the line Johnston compared Lowe's. to Matthews though. I'm just no, pressing what? buttons here. This is great. It's, it's the it's the lows that that's the most the closest to Quail Hollow. Don't oh, talk no. to me about. I think that's what I'd say. Probably more boat owners at Matthews location. Here. Yeah, he's very defensive about South Charlotte. Very defensive. There's probably more lake house owners at the at my location. Yeah, man. I mean, if you want to go to Lowe's with all the golf bros, you do you. Okay, yeah, like, I don't, that's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's just the close one. Yeah. Well, there you go. Although I will tell so you, it's, this. A, it's. Go ahead. Go ahead, Felder. No, I just I'm I, doing maps just to see which one's closest. <laughs> it's a rad yeah, dad move right there. I love it. No, 14 minutes for 16 minutes. Yeah, it's I'm going to the closer one. 14 versus 16. So you, also, live on the, found, so you live on the other side of Providence, then. I live. You go down. Do you know where like Shalom Park is, where the JCC and all that stuff? Yeah, Shalom. Yeah, yeah. You keep. Hey. Those are my people. Oh, okay. Yeah, so at, yeah my, my son 51. goes to – Yeah, yeah. So we, you keep going past that. We're about a mile and a half before the Arboretum um, down Providence. Before the Arboretum? But, uh, so, no, yeah, time out, time out, time out. Time out. Give, do... us your, give us your address. Give us your I don't, home I'm address not... right now on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need the zip Someone code. Someone give me a property lookup. <laughs> no. Drop Here's what I... – No, no, time out. You're past the Arboretum, going no, no, towards 485. So you, no, all right. Okay. All right, Felder, let's go back to Charlotte. So you pass, <laughs> like, you go across Fairview. Oh, this is great for all the people all over the nation and listening to this. So you're going to go over Fairview, okay, past Lake Shalom on the left. So I'm, and okay. then you're going to, like, our neighborhood's like another mile and a half, and then a mile and a half after that's the Arboretum. 
Okay, okay, okay. So you're still you're on the in, you're inside of fifty one still. We're on the inside. We're not. We're not. We're not okay. going to get a nosebleed going into Charlotte. We're still close. Okay. Enough. Okay. 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 Got it. I got it. Okay. You just turned into Joe Pesci from the Lethal Weapon series. Okay. 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 <laughs> I. Oh. Uh, so because yeah, the- I, I will say there is a great. What. Uh, we've lost it. Um, one of the things I also dad move for anyone else who's picking up their kid from school is to do the we. Uh, so he goes to like he goes to uh, preschool, but it's a, might as well be a school. He like curriculum and all that stuff at age one, which is great. But I'll pick him up, and I know like he got bit or something that day because there's biters in his class or he's fallen. But anytime there's an yeah. instant report form, I pick him up, and we just go get a, a cup of ice cream and just sit outside and watch like all the trucks on Providence. So. That's another rad dad move. I've introduced ice cream as like anytime he gets beat up, we like go go talk about it and look at trucks and eat ice cream. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Congrats, you're an A plus parent. Like that's it. You're on your way. For now, oh, there's other stuff. Like you're only getting the highlights. Anytime he gets beat up, I mean, there's a there's a but yeah, there's he's a nice kid and there's multiple there's like he's getting bit. Like I I can't protect him there. My question is, did he deserve it? And they always say no, so I gotta be there to support him. Yeah, some of these kids are, are out of control, man. I'm I'm with you, Miller. I'm with you, bro. So well also so he went to school right when he turned a year. There there is a kid in his class who is probably five months, four months older, who looks thirty-four. <laughs> like we joke that this kid like he's ahead above all the other kids. We joke that he has like a like he's selling the kids cigarettes he's buying. Like, so, like, the difference is in ages. He's, I know he's getting, like, knocked down on the playground and stuff like that because he's, he's normal height, but he's just smaller than this other kid. See, I, I, I have the, the head above kid. Yeah. And it's, um, we're trying to be sensitive to that. <laughs> because she, uh, yeah. wears, she wears hand-me-downs from a six-year-old and she's three. <laughs> Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, ours is not there. He's 50 percentile everything. But I will, like, the funny thing oh, is. Oh, he's right in the middle. You guys were joking. Yeah, it's 50, but he's small compared to these other kids who, because he started after them, is he had to wait to get a year. But the funniest thing about him, and, like, uh, so, uh, Felder, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've been, like, I've, guys, I have a receding hairline. Uh, welcome to, like, this is just something I've been dealing with the past four years. So I started, like, shaving my head. Not bicking it, but, like, I'm going to get a hat on the guard. Yeah. Um, and I wear a baseball cap most of the time. But, like, people always look at him. He had his third haircut. Kid's 20 months. Third haircut so far this week. And it's not like he's getting cut short. He just has, like, magnificent, curly, like, brown hair. It gets in, like, obviously not mine. So, I, yeah, but every time someone looks at him, I was like, oh my gosh, he has like incredible hair. And I'm like, yeah, I'm bald. How do you think this makes me feel? Like, <laughs> like I'm sitting there at night, like combing his hair, like just muttering things out of jealousy because I'm having to deal with mother nature. And I'm like, one day you'll be here. So that's another thing we have to deal with him is all the hair he has. You're in a good yeah, I've, I've got a, my kid's got a lot of hair. Uh, we haven't cut it yet. Um, and I am also in the team bald with you. I've actually I have to shave my head today, but I I also don't bick. I just go, I go with one of the edger trimmers and just cut it all off. Uh-huh. Marshall, have your how many haircuts have your kids got? 
Uh, not a lot. In fact, I asked my wife to not give our kids any haircuts because I wanted it to flow. But I lost that battle, and one of my kids looks like Peter Pan. I mean, he's just, it's just the haircut's just <laughs> awful. He looks like he, he yeah. looks like Lloyd Christmas. I mean, it's terrible. It's like your classic, you know, like two-year-old white kid haircut. It's just so embarrassing. But it's fine. Anyway, get used right, to bro. that, Miller. Battles that you'll lose. Okay. Oh no, I I know that. So the good thing is I got a cut because he has a wedding this weekend. So I was like, let's get a cut. He's in it. He's like the he's the backup ring bearer because the ring bearer couldn't come from California. So that's why I keep calling him the backup ring bearer just to lower his self esteem. But like we got the haircut. I know that's it for the summer. Like it is. He is gonna. It's going long. Which I don't yes. think like Brittany understands. It's gonna be so hot. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm enjoying about not having any hair is. Yeah, man, it's hey. great. Oh, I will. So I will. And I get this. your headband talk. There we go. That's the what I was going to say. Real. You got to get in the or headband. Or baseball game. cap. Baseball I, cap is Richardson good. Richardson R55. Oh, man. I wouldn't wear the dad hats even before I was a dad. I found like this literally Richardson R55, the dad hat. I have like mm-hmm. three or four of them and like perfect hat for me. Can wear it frontwards, mm-hmm. backwards. It's what I go with. I like it. You love, to, you love to hear it. All right, Miller, tell everybody where they can find your stuff, how they can follow you on social, and obviously what you're going to be doing coming up with the Duke's Mail Bowl. Um, I'm at Miller Yoho. I'm on most social. Instagram's private. It's for the kids stuff. So don't yeah. follow me there. I'll decline you. Um, but Twitter, <laughs> I just mainly write dumb jokes about Charlotte. And, uh, but most everything's Duke's Mailable. Find it there. That's where I spend all my energy. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I have one recommendation real quick. Can, may I make oh, it? yeah. Product. Yes. Product rec. Yes. Um, so I don't have you. It's really two one's a question have you guys done anything about the lululemon abc pants have you guys talked about them i I, hang on i've looked into these uh wayne cook who does csn with us is a big proponent of lululemon pants just and and i've looked into these just bought three pairs of them bro they're steep though they are seven these things are steep they're not something bucks but Here's the thing. You get them, you get the waist size or whatever, then they tailor them to your length. And if you rip them, tear them, anything, they replace them, no questions asked. So essentially you're buying a pants for life. These are the most comfortable pants I wear. Um, you can wear them like with a button-up shirt, you can wear them with a t-shirt, whatever. But so highly want to recommend those. But the real thing I want to put on the product doc, which I can send you guys the link, is the Patagonia Sun Hoodie. Especially with summer coming, I am a big sun hoodie guy. Um it's just like a long sleeve, lightweight fishing shirt that has a hoodie, mm-hmm. especially if it gets hot. You just, like, or like sun's really beaming down. You can throw on over your head. It's not too hot. It's it's really great. I'm a big fan of them. I like it. I am. Um, I wear. I've got a Nike one that's very similar to that. Um, that mm-hmm. just because I like to. I I don't like to wear long sleeves if I don't have a hood, and. Throwing the hood on with a lightweight, it's really great for running. It's really great for um, it's great if you're running, especially if it's raining out. And I just put I'm putting the Patagonia mm-hmm. in the dock right now because I just found it. And yeah. literally, just a like I, I I'm I'm with you. I think those are great. Now I guess we will let you do the skill level Patagonia sun hoodie. <laughs> this is for zero. <laughs> no skill. No skill required. So we're gonna go. We're gonna give it a one because yeah. you do have to. You want to look cool too. Okay. Danger can it, level. Can it kill you? 
Miller. Can it kill you? No. Cannot kill no. you. It is not a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. When are you going to get a chainsaw? Mm. That's a good question. There's been talk of potentially seeing what we could do. Like, So we're going back in those woods area. Our backyard's relatively small. Build our retaining wall. Build a defense. And then upstairs going into the woods. We talked about potentially like, putting boulders back there for like kid can play on it, climb. But then eventually do like a tree house or something. So I know I could. I think that's where that could come in. If I if I'm build my skills up, like I think tree house is something I could get into. Dude, I, let me and tell you something. And that's where the the chainsaw. Have you looked into the price of boulders? No, I I'm looking forward to nixing that first from the line item uh, invoice I'm about to get. <laughs> Very expensive. Do you have a boulder guy? I know you have a worm guy. <laughs> nope, I don't have a boulder guy. My worms did come yesterday. They're going in the garden today. Um, no, I don't have a boulder guy, but I looked up boulders because I thought about getting some to put in like a natural area I have in the front. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. this is how much it costs? And then I, I have to pay you to, to, they also cost money to get them moved around? Sounds like we're not getting boulders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I just, I was, I was like, these are rocks that people don't even want. They're, they've been removed from like construction projects. Why, why do I have to pay top dollar for these? It's crazy. Boulders are expensive. They are very expensive. And then once they're in, they're in. Mm -hmm. They're not going to, they will not be moved. So yeah. All right. Well, yes, that's. Bold. Well, that's the note that we're ending on, Miller. Thank you so much for popping on, man. Folks, make sure you follow him on social. Make sure you check out what Duke's Mail has going on. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. This was a pleasure. I, I, I will tell you, I have started gardening more and working around the house because of what you're doing. It, you've kind of lowered the the barrier of entry to doing this stuff by making it really approachable. So I, that's, a, that's an earnest and kind compliment that you probably were not expecting. It's awesome. We appreciate it. Thanks, Miller. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That was great. That was great. Harsel Y'all, they almost did. Deep they o- yeah, they almost did a mayo bath. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty tight. We broke news on this podcast, guys. No big deal. Yeah. And yeah. and and it's very on brand for the Carolina Panthers to be the reason why we didn't get a a mayo bath. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, like, what has that franchise given us, really, at all time? What I mean, one Super Bowl appearance, one league MVP. Julius Peppers. Fine, whatever. That guy was a stud before he got to the Panthers. Steve Smith. Also a stud before he got to the Panthers. Also not a – he was not. Yeah, nobody knew who he was. He was drafted to be, like, a special teams player. Okay, fine, fine. I'll give you Steve Smith. He's not even the most famous Steve Smith in sports, though. Come on. Plastic Man. Hawks. Is Steve Smith the Plastic Man? Uh-oh. Was that Stacey I Augman? That, I thought that was Stacey Augman. Shit. Yikes. <laughs> Man, you seem pretty dumb now. <laughs> and he played for your team, and you didn't even know that? Cool. Hawks. <laughs> Clearly, the Hawks have sucked for a long time. That's oh not true. Oh, my God. That's actually not true. When was the last what time is, they won the finals? 
They've never won the finals. Oh, okay, cool. So when have they not sucked? Hey, cool, server. Who's your NBA team? The Chicago Bulls. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, they got some really good young talent. They're terrible. And they got a great young coach too. I don't know if he's young, Billy Donovan, but he's a good coach. Billy Donovan. Yeah. Get out of here, man. They also Plastic, won six man. rings when I was a kid. It was pretty easy to be a Bulls fan in the 90s. Okay, sure. Everyone was a Bulls fan in the 90s, man. That's not a you thing. So? I'm getting very defensive, man. Hawks are in the playoffs right now. Ice tray is starting <laughs> to heat up. Just let it be. Just let it be. Yeah. By the time we talk next week, I will either be in the Eastern Conference semifinals or I will be very angry. Who are they? Who would they play in the semis? I don't know. I don't know because they're going to get beat by the Nets if they have to play them. Please, those guys are scrubs. Okay. Those guys are scrubs. Yeah. Okay, they're scrubs. All right, NBA. <laughs> NBA the Nets fans, are scrubs. <laughs> you're all idiots, apparently. Um, <laughs> are they the one seed? It's either them or I think I, it's Milwaukee, actually, or maybe yeah, it's Philly. They, I don't know. They matter. didn't have their full complement for the entire season. Yeah, exactly. Right. These guys haven't played together at all. And they just show up and they expect to win yeah, a ring. Yeah, yeah, they have on all-star teams every year. <laughs> <laughs> and like the U.S. men's national team. Oh, my all gosh. The, all them things. Oh by the way, goodness. by the way, Olympics. Oh, you mentioned the Dream Team. Olympics coming up in a month. It's going to be a disaster. It's yeah. not going to go well. I don't know. That's like just gotta, the the Olympics as a whole, like, or Olympics basketball. Like the event, like it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the the USA could roll out college kids; they'd win. I mean, it doesn't matter. But the Olympics sure. right now, Japan is starting to go lockdown mode. I mean, things are going to get. I, I just I, what, what I don't know. I'm all for yeah. Simone Biles, but like for the rest of it, I, I, I we're, we don't need it. Like it, we're I'm fine. juiced. I'm juiced for the site. I'm I'm juiced for the cycling event, men's and women's. It's a it's a great course. Okay, I'll give you cycling. I'm actually excited for Olympic golf if it happens, just because there's some storylines there. I love track and field, but just in general, like the event is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a a logistical nightmare to pull off. So we'll I see. I hate I hate track and field. Really? Yeah. I love it, man. It's it's swimming on land. Now, in, in in fairness, Felder, I grew up in an Olympics town. I mean, that's that's not the case for everybody. So I went to the Olympics in '96. Yeah, but you didn't grow up there. You had it once. Hey, <laughs> what? We had it. It was a lifestyle, man. By the way, the torch <laughs> is still there because nobody wants it. Well, my God, you were 12. <laughs> like what? Yeah, man. Did you collect pins? I didn't think so. Oh my god! I grew up in an Olympic town. It was a big deal for Atlanta to have the Olympics, man. Like you're fucking from Lilyhammer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Facts only, man. Oh my god! No, dude. I just I don't. It's I. Here's a. I don't like track. My little brother ran track. It is one of the most miserable spectating experiences to endure. Okay, it's always hot. It's hot. You're sitting on bleachers. Your mom brings this tent that you have to help her set up. And then you're just waiting for your brother to run. And then he takes three hours off and then runs again. And what was his just... event? Was he a sprinter? Long distance no. guy? Eight, uh, 800, four by eight relay, and 400. It's a man's event. 
Yeah, he was he's really good at it. I did I tell you guys the story of how spiteful my little brother could be? They my parents got him into track because he was having some meltdowns when we were playing little league baseball where he would like throw the bat and they were like, "Okay, clearly he needs to do some sort of like an individual sport." So they got him into an individual sport track and he was good at it. Uh, he was running middle school track and the miler, one of the milers um got hurt or you know was sick or something and so they wanted to put another runner in the event for our middle school uh shout out mcclintock middle school baby and um oh shout out to my mom i think she's retiring now today's her last day of school as we record this that's awesome oh, that's congrats, awesome. congrats mrs f yeah so um it's at northeast now we've i i know my brother i've known him for a long time he was the first kid i heard say fuck and I did tell on him. That was bad form by me. But I was like, we're eight. I don't think we're supposed to talk like that. Making fries in the fucking kitchen after it's closed. Telling on your brother. This is a bad look for you on this episode. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I would then... I also... First of all, I've done some really good things for my brother. So don't don't get it twisted. Okay? Okay. You just got his kid. Him, though. Didn't I, need to do Yeah, that. when I was, I, was, I was nine. Okay? Well, you should be making it up to him. That's all I'm saying. I got his kid walkie-talkies for her birthday. Yeah. That might be not making it up to him. That might be hurting him. Yeah, those things are annoying. <laughs> You're still <laughs> fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so my brother, he's got to be 13, I guess, right? And he goes to the track meet. They put him into the mile. He said, I don't want to run the mile. They put him in the mile. He goes out. If I'm not mistaken, he comes in second or wins the mile. And great job. Now couple races later, it's his race, the 800, the thing that he always wins. My little brother competed for a state championship as a freshman in high school on the 4x800 relay team as the third guy. Anyways, his race comes up, middle school. He's in middle school, seventh grader. This is his race. This is the race he's good at. He comes in dead last by like, 30 seconds and looks at the coach like, Hey man, don't put me in the mile again. (laughs) (laughs) And the coach, coach Austin, he's like our family friend. One of my mom's good friends. He's screaming his head off. This guy was a screamer. When I played football for him, he was a screamer. He's one of the first coaches that made me realize screaming doesn't work on me. He was our he was the he was the football he was the assistant he was the assistant football coach and the head basketball coach. And literally he would yell at me at basketball. And I'd be like, okay, well that's fine. I'm just gonna foul out. <laughs> and to make matters worse, you know who kept score for the basketball games? My mom. My mom knows how to keep a basketball scorebook, baby. Not easy. No, not easy. There's a lot going on in a basketball scorebook. Yes. I mean, it's not baseball where, like, you have to do it a certain way. I mean, you don't have to keep track of assists and rebounds. But, yeah, if you wanted to, that can get pretty messy. Yeah. My My mom kept our books. Respect. And um, literally, she'd be like, okay, 
hey, babe, you you only got you you, you got you, you already have three fouls. It's the first quarter. Okay, great. <laughs> A little baby Rodman out there, Just dude. My best friend's dudes. dad when we were playing like rec league, we were like nine, ten, yeah. eleven. He would keep track of me and my buddies' stats. Yeah. Like he'd like give us our little box score at the end of the scrimmage, at the end of the game. Nice. Loved it. You man. keep calling them scrimmages. Aren't they games? Yeah, they're games. But, you know, when you're like nine, it was like, you know, the final score would be like, you know, 22 to 12. I mean, there, <laughs> there weren't a lot of shots going in, at least in my church. I mean, maybe different for others, but, you know. Steph Curry was blazing up my little brother. I believe that. By the way, that's how I know about Matthews, right? Didn't Steph Curry go to Providence Day? No, he went to Charlotte Christian. Charlotte Christian. Okay. I dated a girl who went to Providence Day School, so I know yeah, about PDS. Matthews, and it's bougie as fuck. PD, PDS is right up the street from Charlotte Christian. Like, they're literally, they're less than a mile apart. Uh, probably, maybe a mile, but they're right there, they're right there on Sardis Road. And yeah. people, so they're in my high school's district. Like, my high school, a bunch of the kids that went to my high school lived down Sardis Road, and they had to drive by Christian and PDS to get to East Mech every day. And those, yeah, those, I mean, yeah, they're, they're schools that cost more than my college. Um, Got a couple things we want to get to before we get you out of here, Hartzell, before we end the show specifically. Did you see the axe chopping video? I did, yes. It's pathetic. You could chop better than that guy, correct? Yeah, but that guy was on PCP. I mean, like, like why? Why are you going in a tree like that? Like, I think he was in it for like a cardio, like fitness thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but why wouldn't so you swing ripped, it from? Bro. Yeah, why wouldn't you swing it from the side? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the point of that is. That's like Bryson DeChambeau, the the big golfer. Yeah. Like, the video of him, like, curling, like, 90-pound dumbbells, but he's not curling them. He's just kind of, like, shrugging his shoulders. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's you're useless. not lifting. Yeah, like, we, nobody needs to see this. Just get out of here. All those muscles for no reason. Uh, we got HodgePodge hopping in. Do you hate all boats, Hartzell? No. Just deep sea. Yeah, when you can't see the shoreline, we got props. Yeah. Okay. And you said you'd love to sit out, go out on a boat on a lake all day. If it's a calm lake, yeah. Like I want, I don't want any part of like lake, like um, what's that big lake in the Midwest? Like Lake of the Ozarks. That's the big lake you think of in the Midwest, not like. Well, lake there's Ontario the great, there's the or, yeah, there's the Great lake Lakes, but I've seen those. Like those have waves, so no, I don't want any part of that. But like I pass Lake Norman from time to time. That looks chill. Yeah, I ride with that. Sure. I mean, I just, I don't want to, even, I, I don't, small lakes, even, it's, I'm not worried about the chop. I Drunk boaters, I, drunk boaters. Uh, that doesn't concern me that much. What bothers me is that people that like to go out on the lake, they want to do it all day. Yeah, Pack a I cooler, think, man. No, I think I think you got to go in shifts, man. I think it's like I think you go out for like an hour or two. You come back, and in Felder's defense, you drop off anyone that is like, "All right, I'm going to go do this now." But that's and not what people want to do. 
That's not what people want to do. What they want to do is we'll load up the boat, we'll pack a cooler, as Hartzell mentioned. It's not like, there's one thing, like one of my really good friends, his dad, uh, shout out to Big G, he does like, he'll do like an evening cruise before dinner, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's just, you just, you don't have to pack a cooler. You take the drink that you have, you get on the boat. He does a swing around Lake Tillery and then we're back at the dock and then we go have dinner. I can do that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. What I cannot do is get up at get up, wake up at eight, be out to the lake at ten, and then stay there until five because we've packed a lunch and whatever. Nah. I don't want to do that. Nah, see, maybe maybe it's just my lake experience is different, and the, my uncle lives on it, so it's like we just go back. We're out for like an hour or two. We go back to the house, have lunch do something else and then if we feel like we go back out on the lake but it's not a i don't know but i guess yeah i I guess you're talking about like fucking party monsters that just want to go out there and get fucking shit-faced for six hours on the lake and i i don't really hang out with those people frankly yeah same um let's see what else we got did you see the man versus deer story yeah what was that what was that asshole doing (laughs) he was trying to do what i said i would do (laughs) fight a deer yeah yeah is that why that made the rounds because servers like i could take a deer yeah 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 well i mean yeah you could most biggest most comfortable or biggest thing you'd be comfortable defending your family against and yeah deer see i think you should say like goat or sheep instead of a deer we got a we got a goat story um did you see the video that brian floyd posted we gotta get brian on the show too um deer in like six hours just destroying a uh like a foot tall rye like a third of an acre of rye rye grass just destroying it well this is something you can do right you can you can rent like a herd and they'll mow your grass for you yeah and fertilize it too i bet yes i'm sure uh shout out to my guy bart smith and uh shout out to uh brand new kind of on twitter pieball deer i've never seen one of these before but the they are interesting, and it's there's a crazy picture. I think the one that I posted is it's a bunch of regular deer, and they, these deer have like like they're kind of like Appaloosa coloring. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they've got like that white the white patches on them, and all the other deer are like looking at them like, "Hey, man, get away from us!" <laughs> uh, I did watch the entire Ninja Warrior Squirrel video. Shout out to Charles. Uh, shout out to Charles I, Charles Cockrum on Twitter for sending us that. I did watch the whole I, sixteen minute video. I, I I saw a squirrel do something specifically uh, at my house yesterday that I'd never seen another animal do. It was amazing. My dog had gotten on its trail basically and mm-hmm. had chased it up. And it chased it in our backyard. We have a tr- picture. Uh, all running parallel to one another, a tree, a uh, and then next to the tree is a car, two two car carport, and then next to that is our back deck, which has a tree next to it as well. So the it gets into the tree that's next to the carport and jumps down onto the top of the carport, and I'm like, and I and I, so I hear it, so then I've got eyes on it. I watch it. There's like a, a, a one of our tree branches is hanging over the carport a little bit, and it's got just like a small little twig hanging down um, that's maybe like three foot long. Very, like, couldn't be, like, less than a centimeter in diameter. Right. 
Squirrel gets up on its hind legs, puts out both of its hands, does like a straight, like a base jump, I guess you would call it, up and grabs the twig, does a rope climb on the twig up the tree, and then runs up the branch and gets up into its nest. It was amazing. It was like Indiana fucking Jones the squirrel. Yeah, it's a, they're amazing. That's what, like, if you watch that that Ninja Warrior video, is crazy what the... Because the guy basically sets up an entire course, including launch pads, where if the squirrel stays on them for three seconds, they get launched off of the pad and have to restart the maze. Yeah, rightfully so. It's it's, it's unbelievable. It's awesome. They're, it's awesome. And he took, it took him a month. The, the squirrels figured out how to get onto the course, how to go through the course, and the easiest way to cheat the course. And it was unbelievable. And they can jump so far. I think people are not understanding how far squirrels can jump. I'm not, because I, I put squirrels at the top of my power rankings for a reason. Same. Yes, same, same. We're all on the same page there. Um, we got a pay versus play uh, adjacent thing, where basically, uh, instead of paying someone to do work in his attic, a guy was doing trying to do stuff himself, and then he stepped straight through the ceiling. I saw that. I mean, it's just, I mean... A, Regular Clark Griswold, baby. Like you said, you played yourself. Yes. Uh, shout out to Bo Hicks for sending me the article that uh, feral cats don't combat rats. Also, they were talking about the spray um, gold bond, and he called uh, the taint a jungle bridge. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's not a jungle bridge for everybody. <laughs> just, just so you know. <laughs> Um, let's see. We did the ghost versus the ryegrass. <laughs> oh, this is the other one. Where do raccoons fit in the pest pantheon? I mean, highly cerebral. They, yeah. they, they operate in packs. I believe they've got thumbs, right? Don't. Yeah. It looks like they look like little kid hands. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen raccoon tracks. Actually, that's one of the things me and, uh, me and the boys do. We, we walk our little Creek bed and we point out, you know, the tracks and you can see them. And yeah. they do. They look like little person hands. Yeah, raccoons are cerebral, man. I'm not putting them on the pantheon of like great athletes. No, they're some. They're, if listen, if a raccoon's doing its job right, it's pretty fat. Have you seen yep. that video of all the raccoons getting fed like by that old man? I guess they're getting fed like carrots or something. No, it's a frightening video. What what's happening? He's just sitting out on his back porch, and he's got a big Tupperware like. Uh, it's like a Tupperware box of, I think they're carrots, but he's just handing them oh, out. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like this at all. Yeah. Well, first of all, the raccoons are all fat. All, and they're all over him. Yeah, correct. But they're just gently, like, taking these carrots from oh. this old man. Yeah, no. It's this is disgusting. It'll give you, it'll give you the, the heebie-jeebies quickly. Yes. And they're all taking their turns. This is, yeah, it's I mean, this guy is, this guy is really cool. Well, the worst is when you listen to it with audio, and he's like, "Here you go, here you go." Hang on, Luis. Here you go. <laughs> There's got to be thirty raccoons at least. I don't know where they're all coming from. They're coming from. Oh, this is this is this is Nova Scotia. They all yeah, love this me. guy is. Yeah, <laughs> this guy hasn't seen people in a while. This camera crew was a real treat. That's psych. That's psychotic. Yeah, I love my raccoons. They're great. It's not good. So I, I, yeah, I think that for me I, with raccoons, I go. I think they're like an Eric Weddle. Remember him? Possession receiver. 
No. No, nah, he was Eric, a DB that didn't wear safety. gloves, right? I, I don't know if he didn't wear gloves or not, but he's a safety out of uh, Utah. A little bit undersized, uh, but just kept playing in the league. Him and, like, Jim Lin- like the two white safeties I know, Jim Leonard and, and Eric Weddle. Um, or, like, I don't even, I'd even go Sam Mills. Yeah, John Lynch, wasn't he a white safety? John, yeah, okay, I can remember another one. And then, obviously, I like, I like Sam. I like Sam Mills. Because he, he was kind of chunky, but, you know, he had a lot, he, he, he brought a lot of power. And that's cerebral, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because literally, like a cerebral guy punches above his weight class. Like, raccoons are able to do things that they shouldn't probably be able to do. Can we fill out a depth chart? Uh, like, and I think, you know, Sam Mills, middle linebacker, raccoon fits right in. Could, like, can on a future episode, we fill out a depth chart with animals? Absolutely. We Why are they that. all defensive? Play- Why are you putting all raccoons on, on the defensive side of the football, though? Yeah, they could be a they. Well, we we could discuss them at right guard, but uh, no, or they're tackle. like they're like a tight end or a slow white possession receiver. No, no, no. Like, like Wayne Trebet. Remember that guy? Wayne or what like, now? Or like Brian Finneran? Wayne yeah. uh, ra- ra- Raccoons have a mean streak that I think <laughs> uh, like absolutely. <laughs> It absolutely means that they're probably a linebacker, and and I'm thinking middle linebacker because they know how to, they're they know smart. how to get the best out of their situation. They're smart, you know. Like, well, we're gonna get in this trash can. It might have a lid on it, but we're gonna get in. It's fine. Did Wayne Trebet, that was the guy. You said Shrebet, didn't you? Whatever. Did he play for the Jets? Is that? Didn't he play for yes. the Jets with Testaverde? Was he on that fucking team that came back against my Dolphins on Monday Night Football? Probably. Uh, that was like the 30-point fucking comeback game. I think he was. He was an asshole. I slipped up on the pronunciation and Felder just he, – he, he caught me on it and he wouldn't let it go. You wouldn't let it go, would you, big guy? I'm like a dog yeah. with a bone. Yeah. <laughs> fucking guy, man. Unbelievable. Go dog. No, I um, – I, I'll never forget one night me and my buddy uh, Michael Sack were coming home to my house and – we pulled into my driveway, and I, we have a side door that has three little stairs, and then our garbage cans are right next to it. And we pulled in, headlights on, and no bullshit, four raccoons, two poked their head out from underneath the stairs, and then one held up the garbage can lid, and two heads with those four little eyes poked out, and we were like, okay, well, maybe we're going to take it back to your house. Yeah. <laughs> You kidding me? Yeah, we can do a we can do a, a pest depth chart. You think I would say I would I would might even throw raccoons at center. Oh, okay. Calling the shots, huh? Yeah, nobody's I mean, they're not gonna play quarterback. They're too big for that. Yeah, no. I don't know what we're gonna put at quarterback though. That's the problem. Yeah. Deer is bad. They have oh, no pocket I, presence whatsoever. They're obviously a wide receiver. Huh? I, yeah, I, they've one hundred percent bail on the. They bail on the play immediately. So yeah, I, well, I've got the, the answer. They're like I've a deer the in the answer. headlights. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Congratulations. Very good. <laughs> All right, you got the answer. Go ahead and give. I it mean, I, I, I think you guys are going to push back on this. Okay. Because they're too we'll push small. Push back on everything you do. <laughs> the quarterback of the pest depth chart, mm-hmm. Ants. What? Ants. 
it's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't be running like 200 quarterbacks out there, dude. I mean, if they're like if ants were like I'm going like it's it's one. You can only you can't put ants as like what are they going to like form up into a quarterback? Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about for scale. We size them down or size them up, whatever. If we size, you know what? If we size up one big ant to the size of like if the scale we're operating on is everything is like the size of a football player. Yeah. I'll give you ants on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, answer one In that ant, case I'm putting them along the line though Yeah, answer O line. Yeah, answer yeah. the O line. You can't you can't have one ant at a quarter. You can't have one, one, yeah. can't have You're one right. ant. You're right. Oh, that's a phenomenal that that's really good. And you could have different types of ants at each position along the o- offensive line. Like yeah, some carpenter could, ants up in that thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, fire ants. Fire fire ants are on defense for me. You think so? You think fire? You see, we got ants lining up across from ants. Yeah, they swarm. Yeah. They swarm to the they ball. Swarm. They swarm to the ball, Bing. You beat oh me to it. Oh, my God. You beat me to it. This is the best idea we've had in a while, guys. This is great. We're going to do this, yeah. Who cares about the new homeowner thing? We're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Ants? I mean, yeah. I mean, fire ants, army ants. Those ants, like, from the Amazon rainforest that just, like, decimate the entire landscape. Yeah. Like, oh, the leafcutter ants. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, basically carpet bomb the entire thing. God. Yeah, squirrel. I'm throwing squirrels at running back. What? Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Ooh, no, 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 nah. no. we got to throw them in a slot. Yeah. Put them you in got, the slot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, squirrels are your pass catchers. I think you put the bunnies at tailback. Well, we're running yeah. a spread. I think we're running a spread no matter what. So, like, that slot receiver is going to be a part of the running game and the passing game. So, I think that's the a rat, smart move. I would, here's the thing. Until he got so good at catching the ball, I was going to say I'd put Travis Etienne at the, at, as a rabbit. More stout than you realize. Can mm-hmm. absolutely take off on you and give you the gas while making it look easy. But he can catch. And I just don't fancy rabbits as being able to catch out of the backfield. So rabbits yeah. might have to be more of like a Leonard Fournette type running back. Mm-hmm. Change of pace guy. Like big, big, like a not technically a bruiser, but someone that absolutely can take a little bit of a hit and just keep and runs through runs through traffic. Yeah, he can get through the mans. Yep. <laughs> you kidding me? I think that's good. We're gonna do that. It's gonna be fun. We gotta find. I gotta. I'm gonna put together a f- entire. I'm gonna put together a list of pests. And unsurprisingly, just like fo- just like football, man, quarterback's going to be the toughest uh, position to fill. Yeah, it is. Quarterback's going to be tough. I also think that um, you got to figure out where you put your talent because the idea of a squirrel as a defensive back, I like that too. Mm-hmm. So we'll figure it out. Folks, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to Miller Yoho for hopping on. Make sure you follow him in the Duke's Mail Bowl. Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It's fun. We love doing it. I got worms. Worms are going in the ground. I'm going to take some worm picks. And um, for Cerber, for Hartzell, I'm Felder. Let's grow.